0: Hello and welcome to Explaining Brazil, a podcast brought to you by The Brazilian Report. My name is Gustavo Ribeiro, editor-in-chief of The Brazilian Report. In this space, we will talk about politics, economics, and social issues from Brazil. And as usual, I'm joined by Chiara Long, staff writer at The Brazilian Report. Hello, Chiara. Hi, Gustavo. Today, we're going to talk about fake news. Yeah, it's a problem everywhere in the world, but Brazil's elections could be worse affected than others. Brazil has 122 million Facebook users, making it the company's third large market. Skewed facts are probably a well-established part in any election campaign. There's no denying that social media has accelerated misinformation speed and extended its reach.
1: None of this is helping as Brazil faces its elections in October this year. The country is due to elect a new president and two-thirds of Congress. With no clear favourite at present, the rapid online spread of falsehood is only adding to pre-existing polarisation. This is where social media's algorithms slip up. Showing users what they want to see and prioritising content based on how much interaction it gets means that fake news is adding to the gap between Brazil's right and left voters rather than bridging
0: it. Bots, too, can exacerbate this. They keep topics relevant on social media by providing interactions that trick algorithms into thinking that people are talking about something. And fake news is far more likely to gain traction than real headlines. One study from MIT found that fake stories were 70% more likely to be retweeted than real ones. With 49% of Brazilians getting their news from the Internet, that could be some bad news.
1: But Brazil's online ecosystems have a stumbling block that doesn't even factor when it comes to investigations into the U.S.'s 2016 elections or into Brexit. Plenty of rumours here start via WhatsApp and migrate to other social networks before making headlines. It's perhaps the biggest platform for spreading fake news with 120 million users in Brazil. But WhatsApp, unlike its parent company Facebook, doesn't have any integrated fact-checking mechanisms, and its encryption makes it impossible to trace where, where misinformation comes from or how far it's spread.
0: Brazil's relationship to fake news is clearly a thorny issue, and luckily this week we're joined by Thay Nalong, journalist and one of the founders of fact-checking site Aos Fatos, which in English translated as to the facts. Tai, thanks for speaking with us today.
2: It is my pleasure. Hi. Uh,
0: I want to start by um, asking you something that uh, uh, I, I think people misunderstand sometimes, the difference between a mistake by journalists and fake news. So, when a media outlet publishes uh, a wrong information, is it necessarily fake news?
2: No, actually, there are some academics, some scientists that uh, are trying to uh, put the expression "fake news" out of the debate. What people, what these people want us to call is misleading information, disinformation, fraudulent information. It, 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 they want us to call it something else because uh, they want us to, to understand that fake news is just a piece of the problem. The problem is way broader than it is, which means fake news uh, are those news that are uh, produced in order to uh, deceive the readers. Either by uh, making money of it, either by favoring a a, a politician, some kind of side of the political debate. A mistake made by a news outlet, by a journalist, is not fake news. It's just a mistake. If you're reading a newspaper that has a commitment to be transparent, they will admit that they had made, have made a mistake and they will correct
1: it. Ty, what sort of problems do you think fake news is causing in Brazil currently? Like, Are there any particularly memorable rumors that you've tackled recently? How do you deal with that? It's it's kind of difficult because one of
2: the uh, most known platforms, uh, most popular platforms in Brazil, they are. It is not Facebook. It is not Instagram. It's not Twitter. It's WhatsApp, and WhatsApp is uh, close. It's encrypted and no one knows where an information came from. So it's really difficult to tackle this kind of, of, of problem because it is a source of fake news and misleading news and disinformation and no one knows who are creating it, no one knows who, who is spreading it, and for which for objective they do that. One of the elements raise, uh, that raises more doubts about the veracity of a news article is that the journalist, which is responsible for the text, doesn't explain how he got certain information, which means that people, they don't know how journalism is made in Brazil. They don't know what are the trustworthy sources, they don't know what are the references, they don't know how the journalist got to that information, so... They are not aware about how how long it takes and how what is the cost of having a trustworthy information, and most of all that they don't they they need to fact check by themselves some kinds of information they receive through WhatsApp. So WhatsApp's a problem mostly because people don't know how to use how to consume the news they receive through WhatsApp. And they don't go to trustworthy websites to fact-check them or to read the news. It's some kind of a new habit people are growing about uh, reading things on WhatsApp instead of reading it on the on trustworthy websites or on tv or, or news tv or radio
1: stations so it's some kind of new phenomenon i think are there any particularly memorable examples of rumors that you've tackled tai
2: yeah uh recently last month uh, uh we had a very It was a very sad, actually, episode of fake news because uh, Marielle Franco, uh, Rio de Janeiro's councilwoman, was shot dead and she was murdered, actually, after her death. Two two days after her death, or three days after her de- her death, uh, people started to share through WhatsApp uh, some information about some false information about her being linked to a crime. Actually, that she was uh, married to a former uh, drug dealer, very famous drug dealer here in Rio, which was called Marcinho Vipe, a judge in Brazil, uh, in Rio, actually, uh, shared this kind of information on Facebook. And uh, a, repre- uh, a representative from uh, Distrito Federal, Federal District here in Brazil, also tweeted uh um information saying that Marielli was linked to crime and was financed by the crime and was married to a drug dealer. So this kind of false information is spread like wildfire. And we fact checked that. And in just one weekend, a Saturday and a Sunday, we had more than one million accesses in our website uh, when we debunked those information saying that no, she wasn't married to a, a drug dealer. She wasn't financed by the traffic, the drug traffic. The, uh, we uh, we didn't have any information on that about being financed by that. We don't even have information about who killed her still but uh people were making assumptions about something that wasn't clear and was completely false at that time and it still is. People were aware that they needed to debunk that kind of fake news it was some kind uh, it was somehow a, a mobilization from people in, in brazil trying to uh, fact check that, that information and be, and after that to share
1: fact checked Information. Ty, we spoke a few months ago about, um, movements by the electoral courts to try and stem the flow of fake news before the elections. But from what you're saying, it sounds like that's maybe something that is beyond their remit, um, and maybe you shouldn't even be a part of it in the first place. So do you think that this is something that should be their responsibility at all? The kinds of measures
2: uh, the government and the electoral court are trying to, to, to take, they are not either sufficient to, to, to tackle the problem, or they are even... authoritarian in some ways because uh, we as fact checkers we don't believe that uh, any kind of law that makes people uh, that criminalizes spreading uh, any kind of content on the internet put aside fake news because fake news as I said before uh, is something that we don't know even what it is exactly fake news It's it's fraudulent uh, content made with intent to make people be deceived, right? Uh, But it's not a mistake by a a journalist. So who will uh, understand, who will decide what fake news is?
0: Um, I'm aware that uh, besides your robots against fake news, you also launched uh, a comic strip explaining to people how they should proceed when uh, being exposed to a piece of news. Can you tell us uh, pretty quickly, like, what are the steps that you have to do to verify if the source of information you're getting is reliable or not? Uh, Like, uh, uh, simple steps to avoid being misled by fake news.
2: We launched uh, some kind of comic book. It's a Eight page, I think, comic book on uh, how to fact check and not fall for fake news, right? the The name is Fred Fact. Doesn't fall for fake news, and we have seven tips to uh, help you fact check information that you receive on WhatsApp, but uh, on Messenger or Facebook or or Twitter, it applies to any kind of information you eventually receive, and you have some doubts on it. You have to check the source. You have to make sure you know where it comes from. It doesn't matter if you have received just a title, right? You have to Google it for instance. You have to go to newspapers that are trustworthy, traditional press. They are there for a reason still. I know people can be uh, uh, some kind of skeptical about traditional press, but it is a legitimate source of information because uh, journalists that work there, they have a method and they are responsible for the information they spread. There are some websites that copy the layout of the major newspapers like uh New York Times ABC I don't know in uh, uh, and instead of being like ABC news they they say they are ABCD news there's other tip that you have to read the full story i know it is it is it is obvious right it's it's kind of lame just say please read what you're actually sharing but people sometimes they only read uh the title so news stories have rules to pass the credibility test uh they they check for sources uh they, they 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 say which sources they or at least they should say uh, which sources they are based on uh, they base that information they have some kind of uh, language process so uh, a text that uses two main adjectives can be offensive uh, and it's not something that trustworthy websites or newspapers or magazines they are used to use they they don't have this kind of protocol perhaps there are plenty of tips that this cartoon uh, 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 address and it's important for anyone anyone really to know
0: and uh, people can access that on ausfatos.org.br
2: exactly. .org
0: And uh, one question because you mentioned a couple of times during our conversation the need for transparency uh, by media outlets to to recover some of the trust that these media outlets, these traditional media outlets have lost, uh, do you think that the Brazilian press, just to stay in Brazil, is doing its homework? It's uh, reaching out to readers and uh, showing more transparency, showing uh, how they do what they do and why uh, it is important to have Strong media organizations
2: they are aware that they are losing credibility because of that But they don't have the resources financial resources or even uh, The the professional resources actually to to tackle this kind of problem. So uh, we have yeah, we have a problem Uh, The news they are not talking to people in a way that they convince those people they they matter Right, that that journalism as a professional journalism with method, which is uh, accurate, which is made by professional journalists that are trained and specialists on some kind of subjects. I mean, they are not try. They are they they are losing the battle uh, on on credibility, and yeah, they have to tackle that. They are aware of that. They. Aren't making enough efforts to, to
1: to solve the problem. Just to go back to something that you mentioned, there, tai, um resources. Surely, fact-checking the sheer volume of of falsehoods or misinformation that that comes up on social media every day is a huge challenge for fact-checkers like yourself. Do you have any ideas about solutions to that?
2: Yeah, well, there will always be much more fake news, misleading information, disinformation on the web than fact checkers because it's very easy to create something that is false, right? Because it's fiction. You don't have to investigate anything, right? But it's, it, it takes long to fact check something. So we will always be uh, behind because we have to expect facts to happen we have to have access to data that debunks or confirms some kind of information so uh it's difficult we will always be behind what we have to try is to develop two crucial models for fact checkers the first one artificial intelligence we have to be able to uh find uh, pieces of misleading or potentially false information uh, more fastly, because technology helps us doing that, it can help us on that it's still really premature, but we are trying to make things accelerate in order to, to tackle the problem faster, but we also have to educate people We don't, we, we, it's not it's not sensible to rely only on fact checkers to to find trustworthy information. People have to fact check by themselves. They have to know how to read the news, how to be skeptical, but not cynical, right? People have to know what are the basic trustworthy sources. They don't, if they are in doubt about something, they don't have, they don't, need to share that. I mean, it's not that they don't need they can't share that. People have to be aware that sharing something they are they are not sure that is true can be maleficent because it can reach people they don't even know. And they don't even know what those kind of people can do with those kind of information that is misleading. So um, it's something that you have to rely on. One, education. People have to, fact fact, help. People have to be... uh, We have to teach people and guide people how to fact-check by themselves. But also, we have to... uh, create technology that help us fact check and mostly share trustworthy content because it matters because it has value and it can change lives it can change how you perceive the reality and and be more secure about using uh social media about talking to people about taking decisions about very uh relevant uh things such as voting but as well as uh taking a medicine Go into a place which you don't know if it's safe or not. I mean, uh, there are many uh, advantages, there are many things that you can do uh, if you have the correct information and the trustworthy information. Uh, and if you and of course if you know that you are receiving and consuming trustworthy information.
0: Thank you, Ty. We are out of time, and, uh, but I'd like to thank you for joining us. And thanks to all of our listeners this week. We're glad you joined us. If you like what you heard, please take a few minutes to check out our reporting at the Brazilian Report. You can find new pieces on Brazilian politics, economics, and society every day on our website, and that's brazilian.report.
1: We'd love to hear your thoughts about this podcast, so please do get in touch and let us know what you think, or your suggestions for what else you'd like to hear us cover. You can reach us via the Brazilian Reports website or our Twitter and us at Brazilian Report.
0: This podcast was written by Chiara Long and produced by me, Gustavo Ribeiro, for the Brazilian Report. That's all for now. We'll see you next week.